This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts. Hi, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. I am Asmodeus. I use they, them pronouns. Welcome back to another episode of Smoking Smoking Out the Closet. For those of you who are new or just joining us, we are a queer podcast. Pun intended. That talks about cannabis. The LGBT community. And everything in between. And beyond. So welcome. Welcome. Can I just say, this strain, I think it's the way and the amount I used (laughs) of it, but it was a lot. Yeah. We had to do a second intro because I stumbled over my name the first time we tried to do our intro. Which I think is funny and cute. <laughs> um, so we are on, or using, I should say, uh, Kind Tree's Banana Bread, but it's spelled B-A-N-A-B-R-E-D. Banana Bread. <laughs> Banana Bread. See, here's the thing. I, I understand if they were making concentrates with this for the like the container, but they have enough space here on the packaging I think it might just be a DOH thing in this situation because banana bread makes sounds too good. See, I don't know about that because, you know, is that a thing or is that just someone saying it was a thing and like started like a rumor? Because like there's a lot of strains out there named after food that are totally still just full on food. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's wedding cake. Yeah. And like some companies will like shorten it, but like kids know this is banana bread. Yeah. A kid would. Most kids would be smart enough to be like, oh, banana bread. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's dumb. Um, But this was my pick this week. Uh, Let's see. THCA was 22.07. THC was 1.71. CBGA is 0.89. And CBCA is 0.26. So pretty good on cannabinoids. Uh, top three terpenes are beta-myrcene at 0.47, limonene at 0.33, and beta-caryophylline at 0.28. Everything's like 0.09 or lower. Um, what would you rate this, Azzy? Like a 3.25. Yeah. First I was like a 3, and then I was like, no, I think that's a little too low. And I was like 3.5, and, and I'm like, that seems too high, so let's go in the middle. I... We said this was what forty five dollars an eighth. Forty eight dollars an eighth. I don't know if I would pay that for this. No, <clears throat> I wouldn't. If it was like thirty five dollars, that would be on par for how much I think you should pay for this. But like for forty eight dollars, I also didn't feel like it did a, a whole lot. Um, yeah, I, I did get really elevated. To be fair, I made a cannon, though. You did make a cannon, so no matter what was in there, we were going to get very elevated. Um, But, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't know, I don't think I would get get this at that price. Honestly, I wouldn't either, and that's what brought it down a lot for me, because you have companies like uh, Terrapin and Strain and uh, Anshine and Supply, which... The last two are the lower tier versions of, you know, the company's flowers, but still, like, they're being sold, like, $30, $35 an eighth, and slab as hard as this. Yeah. Now, while I did get high, it was very short-lived. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I'm not feeling much of the effects with it, to be honest. I'm not anymore either. Yeah, it was a very, very short-lived high. Yeah. Like. And, like, it here was okay. It tasted okay. It's pretty, it's kind of middle of the road, to be honest. It's not bad weed. It's just not the cream of the crop. And for $48. No, that's, that's, that's too much for this. Yeah, and then the funny thing is, kind trees drop their price on literally everything but their flower. Also, I don't know their their carts have been good. Their flower before they went to the mylars, 
it at least had like i don't know the care wasn't great on it but i feel like the effects were good like i had their girl scout cookies before that was really good i don't know what what's up hopefully they get their footing a little bit more because their carts are coming through i kind of like the card i got from them recently but like yeah hopefully we can revisit and see yeah and i'm hoping it's just a bad batch you know yeah but like still for 48 dollars like that's about as expensive as freaking like verano or the essence from verano like their high-end version El rhythm is about that much now i honestly would get rhythm flower over this and especially if it was like um if i could find a purple passion or like a oh yeah or like crazy or something or like their white durban oh my gosh yeah the the white durban is fire from rhythm um i would honestly get i'm giving this a three out of five just because it's super hard mids like it's it's okay it's not bad flower but illura illura owns kind tree right yeah illura you gotta drop your prices here in pa man illura terra send yeah so they're under the same same yeah terra sends the parent company yeah you guys gotta drop the price here in pa like that for what you're giving us that's that too much even fun. even your employee samples when they come in sometimes they're more than other employee samples which oh I my gosh weird. yes they're the most expensive employee samples out of anybody and like prime doesn't do it often but prime gives out employee samples and they are cheaper than a mm-hmm. employee samples um can i can i have the it, this is certified mids everybody just hardcore straight down through the mids. middle certified mids um can i do the first topic yeah absolutely um so there is a bunch of veteran groups which hey i'm a vet i like weed where can i find a cannabis veteran group around pittsburgh like let me know hit me up yeah dms i would love to join um, a bunch of veteran groups are pushing Biden's administration to ease restrictions on federal cannabis. Um, these are my notes on the article. Um, in a letter first uh, obtained by NBC News, some for some reason NBC got a hold of it first. Uh, veteran groups are urging the Justice Department, which oversee the Drug Enforcement Administration, to act quick quickly. Jeez. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. She shows, she shows, but is he sure? <laughs> Maybe that'll help. Maybe. Um, quote, the men and women who served... Even though this is a quote, I'm going to fix this. Quote, the people who served in the United States Armed Forces often face di- difficult mental and physical challenges upon returning home. True. Contest to that. Both cases. Um wrote the groups which include iraq and afghanistan veterans of america amvets american gi forum the american legion which is surprising um blinded vets association and the minority veterans of america as such we hope that in this treating of wounds for from wars both visible and invisible that our service members and veterans would have access to the widest array of possible treatments but the veteran groups wrote that their members want the option, citing a survey conducted by the American Legion, in which 82 other respondents say they want medical cannabis as a federally legal treatment option. Wow. Yeah. Okay. First off, wow. From the Legion? Really? Yeah. Like American Legion? That, that is the, the least likely place I would have thought that that would have came from. Yeah. Considering the history of the Legion. <clears throat> like... What the legions become nowadays, I can't fault them. I really like what they do nowadays for the most part, but there's some groups and certain posts that are very much like the original kind of um, ethos of what the American Legion was. Um, they're like super. They were, they started as like a super nationalist group and had Benito Mussolini speak at one of their events. You know, the fascist leader of Italy during World War II. Oh, goodness. Yeah, not a great look. No. Um, 
but still that is that is good because um a little behind the scenes kind of thing i'm trying to work with getting vets their med cards here in the pittsburgh area um and i'm i'm doing a lot to try and take care of that but it uh it's kind of hard to get everything off oh you know the ball rolling and everything cuz while the VA, like if you are a veteran getting your medical help primarily through the VA hospitals, um, that doesn't cause any issues or anything. Um, the issue that does kind of take place is you're not allowed to have it on, like in the hospital. Um, you're, you're supposed to tell them. That you use it, they're not gonna bar you. Good thing they're not gonna bar you from receiving help from the VA. Well, that is good because I know the VA has had a weird relationship with cannabis. Yeah, the reason why they can't so the VA themselves can't prescribe it, can't make any recommendations, but they can technically give you your health records because they have to legally do that, and you can just take those records and take it to a certified physician and goes, here you go. Here are my criteria. Yeah. Um, but the reason why they can't do that or you can't have it on you uh, when you go to a VA hospital, which I didn't really think about and I forgot I had one in my, like a vape pen in my pocket. Oopsies. <laughs> uh, is because VA hospitals are considered like military institutions. They are federal property. Yeah, and it's still federally illegal. Yes. Yeah, so um, the state rules are kind of blocked mostly because everything that happens on a VA hospital is controlled by the federal government. So this is where one of the weird cases where if you got arrested in a VA hospital for having cannabis on you a few years ago and Biden's little pardon thing of all federal based um, cannabis charges that we talk about. Yeah. This would be a case where that would have gotten expunged. Interesting. Yeah, which is why there was like a few hundred thousand, but like, or not even a few hundred, it was a few ten thousand. It was like ten thousand and some change, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. But like, still, it was like, that could have been an instance on it. I mean, most probably was probably in front of the White House and in some national park, to be <laughs> honest. But this is a good step and a, like a big thing for our community because we're seeing cannabis helps with like phantom limb syndrome um cannabis is helping with ptsd and sleep insomnia and just our mental health issues but also the physical pain issues i cannot tell you like i have a cane now i have to use a stupid cane because of my physical injury just my physical injury from the military which i found out has a name now that my doctor at the time did not tell me yay <laughs> But yeah, cannabis has helped you a lot through through that. Like, you use your medicated lotion and... Oh, yeah. I know it helps a lot with you. Yeah, that Dr. Solomon's is a lifesaver right now with that. I need to track some more of that down. My store gets it every now and again. I just need to buy more, but I'm waiting until that tube gets empty. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take over the next topic? I know mm. you had a thing. Yeah, sure. So, I have a... Let's see. An article from Maryland a moment, our friends over in Virginia, uh, their House and Senate leaders work to achieve marijuana sale legalization compromise. Uh, this was published on February the 20th. Uh, Virginia House panel has delayed its consideration of a Senate-passed marijuana legalization bill in order to give backers of two competing legal sales proposals their approved in votes on the floor in their respective chamber one more time to hammer out a compromise. Um, it began discussing Tuesday of the Senate Bill SB 448 from Senator Aaron Rouse, 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 Democrat. Uh, the sponsor of the separate House measure announced that the two camps are now actively crafting a deal. Uh, we're working with Senator Rouse, Rouse, you, <laughs> right now on coming up with a compromise retail cannabis bill, uh, said Dr. Paul Kresik, Democrat, uh, sponsor of HB. 698 and the chair of house general laws committee to that end we would like to have a motion to pass by for the week um what 
today is the 20 what 26 the 26th i don't know if we have a we might have an update by the next time the next episode yeah we'll probably have an update uh members (coughs) pardon me members approved the motion without a further debate uh reached after the vote Kresic told marijuana moment that stakeholders are scheduled to come together on thursday uh to discuss compromise bill the measure should be taken up as soon as friday in the senate committee he said and as soon as next Tuesday, which would be today, the day of recording, or no, today's Monday, mm-hmm. so tomorrow, um, the day this episode drops. Yeah, but if you're listening to the future, we'll probably talk about it next week. Yes. If we remember. We are stoners. <laughs> uh, what we want is a consensus, he said. We want all, everyone to be on the same page. Um, you know, as you do. Yeah. At this point, the legislative session, the House of Delegates and the Senate have possessed a legal sales bill and sent it to the opposite chamber. Uh, despite similarities, they differ in key matters, including licensing, launch timelines, social equity, tax, tax rates, and whether marijuana could be grown outdoors. Well, this will be a Bill Miner catch just falling off. Yeah, they're wrestling on the edge of the bed, and they just both fell off. Um, this will be good, because, like, as I said before, Virginia is my home state. It's where I was born, and... I can't even say raised for most of my life now. I've been officially in Pennsylvania longer than I lived in Virginia. Oh boy, that's sad. Anyway, um, I'm originally from Virginia, and uh, it'll be it'll be nice to kind of like take you and and our other partner and like kind of take everybody down to Virginia and show you my neck of the woods and get just blast it and eat smitty burgers <laughs> Ugh. go swim in like yorktown beach yeah. go fishing in jamestown go to been, jamestown i haven't been fishing in so long oh i know me either uh there's a little there's some details here if we want to get into yeah let's get into the nitty-gritty the nitty-gritty of this uh so good priority licensing to op- some licenses to open sooner than others I would let medical marijuana operations up to 60 equity-focused fo- micro-businesses and to five hemp businesses to begin legal sales on January 1st of 25, while other operators would have to wait until July of that same year to obtain licenses. Uh, the Senate bill, by contrast, would not allow any group of retailers to have an early start on sales. Okay. Um, Good. So we can't have, like, the big MSOs mm-hmm. kind of take over everything. Uh, under the House bill, some retailers would be able to open stores starting January 1st of 2025, with licensing of eligible businesses beginning in July of this year. Licensing of other retailers, however, would not begin until July of 25. Uh, the Senate bills would also begin licensing stores soon as July of this year, but would now not allow retail sales to begin until after January 1st of 25. Damn. January of 2025. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, both bills have provisions that provide some advantage to people from so-called, quote, historically economically disadvantaged areas, end quote, that have been disproportionately policed for marijuana in the past. Um, the House measure includes specific provisions that would prioritize licensing of people with past cannabis convictions, as well as their family members. It would provide up to $400,000 in startup capital um, for business support um, to each of 30 equity-owned micro-businesses. And medical marijuana providers would be required to pay those funds to micro businesses in order to be eligible to open for sales in January. Nice. With tax marijuana at a rate to nine percent, split between state and local taxes. Um, Wait, how much? Nine percent. Nine. Damn. At rates of up to nine percent. Yeah. Split between state and optional local tax. Okay, that is very surprising considering where I grew up was very tax heavy in mm. Virginia, like. Which I'm not surprised because it's in between like five military bases. It does say the Senate bill would create a maximum tax rate of nearly double that at 17.5%. Still, that's cheap considering mm-hmm. Virginia. It would consist of a 12.5% state excise tax and up to 3.5% local tax. Municipalities could impose could impose and the 1.125% portion of Virginia's sales tax that funds K-12 education. Mm. So I apologize. I'm not quite sure what my mouth was doing there. I was trying to make words. Um, under the House bill, the outdoor grows would be banned entirely, while the Senate bill would allow smaller cultivators to grow outdoors. Uh, I think Virginia would be pretty nice for that. Like, 
Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Now, the thing is, from what I've heard between California, outdoor weed, and East Coast, mainly like the Central Atlantic area of those three states, is the amount of clay that is on our side of the state. Yeah. Which can be a bit of an issue, probably, for cannabis plants. We have a lot of sand, and that's great. But, like, I remember digging in, like, my backyard, and I went, like, not even a foot down, clay. (laughs) So, hopefully they can work around that somehow. Yeah. Because, oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. I just remembered something. Can I, can I do a little weird weed historical thing? Yeah. Uh, okay, so shout out to Cool Nerd Weed Show for their President's Day episode because they reminded me about this. Thomas Jefferson was the first cultivator of cannabis in the United States. They were growing hemp, like mm. hardcore. Like hemp was as big as tobacco was in colonial uh, the colonial days. And we learned that in Jamestown when I was a kid, but I didn't know what the fuck hemp was at the time. But apparently what Thomas Jefferson was doing was he was sneaking in different cultivations of cannabis from across the world and breeding it with American hemp to create weed, (laughs) like American weed. And I really want uh, a line, because it's Virginia, right? Mm. If you're going to grow... If you are going to grow in the historical in the historical triangle of Virginia, which is between Jamestown, Yorktown, and Williamsburg, what you need to do is you need to at least create a strain and name it out of historical figures. If you're going to do that, because Virginia is a big thing with the history of early America. Um... I'm actually going to double check because yep okay I thought so because in um, Charlottesville Virginia Thomas Jeff- it was where Thomas Jefferson's house was the Monticello mm-hmm. so if you are a grower in Virginia Please do me the favor of growing a strain called Monticello. That would be pretty cool. Just to honor the history of Thomas Jefferson. Like, he was a shit guy. I will not I will not hide that. He did a lot of shitty things to to his slaves. And the history of that is very shitty. But if we want to take the the some of the good and like the weed related stuff out of Thomas Jefferson, we should have a strain called Monticello. Yeah. But that can also be bad because I think that was also the farmland that he had, that he grew with the weed, but also had a lot of his slaves. Anyway, just figure, just a, I'm going to. Some historical Virginia, (laughs) make a historical Virginia strain. Yeah. Ooh. The Monitor Merrimack. There you go. (laughs) Name it after the bridge tunnel, which is named after the two, the first two uh, metal ships to ever have combat in the world. The Monitor versus the Merrimack. I can never remember which one was for which side. <laughs> There's both... one for each of them. <laughs> <laughs> and this, is, this is fast forward Civil War history. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, you could do that. Um, you name it after something with the Chesapeake, because the Chesapeake's mouth opens up to the Atlantic in Virginia. Yeah. Um, you can name it a lot of historical stuff in Virginia. Um, you can name it after the uh, Langley Air Force Base Aerospace Program. That was where NASA was originally, where the movie, fun fact, Hidden Figures is recorded in, because that's where it was based out of before they moved down to Florida. Hmm. Yeah, it's really funny watching that movie and going, that hospital in the background looks familiar. Wait a minute, is that likely? <laughs> <laughs> I was born in that hospital. <laughs> Uh, is there anything more with your uh, your little article? I'm sorry, I, I took us on a long tangent there. That's all good. Um, let's see. Uh, criminal penalties, justice reform advocates 
for the House bill over the Senate's, uh, even ever since the Senate version was amended to include mandatory minimum minimum. minimum. Thank you. Penalty in some cases. Uh, that provision has since been removed, however. Currently, both measures create new criminal charges for marijuana-related activity, but the House bill contains more restrictive language and more severe penalties in some cases. Hmm. We don't want... We just want it... We just want people to smoke weed. Make it as available as tobacco. Like, just, just honestly. Yeah. But don't actually make it exactly like tobacco because... I don't want, like, Marlboro Greens. No. <laughs> Not their menthol line, like, Marlboro Greens. It's just Marlboro Weed. That'll be some fucking boof-ass shit. It would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Maybe I just go on to say that they're trying to come to a consensus. It's looking really good uh, for it to be able to pass at this point. Um, and hopefully it'll garner both sides support um what was next there's a quote here i wanted to read but i have to figure out let me just go back oh uh krizak was talking about the bill uh, and said we have a serious situation where we have two billion or three billion dollar legal cannabis market illegal cannabis market right mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to change the paradigm he added we can achieve public safety and equity together i don't know that the governor is necessarily against that no that's fair and like you want you want it if it's selling anyway why not just make regulations to where it's safe you know you're not having like the 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 moonshine bath whiskey of like the prohibition era where it could kill you like let's have regulations keep everybody safe i agree with that have everything tested. I agree with that. Harm reduction. Exactly. And here's my thing. Can you imagine going to the Virginia Living Museum? I, I got to take you guys to the Virginia Living Museum. That was an awesome experience as a kid, and I, I cannot imagine that high. <laughs> I think it would be fun. Because they added dinosaur stuff since the time dinosaurs. I was a kid, and I freaking love dinosaurs. It was a walk, walk along Jamestown. Or go fishing? Yes. Uh, love to smoke weed and just go fishing. Can we get our fishing licenses this year? Sure. I don't know where we would go. We can find some places to go fishing. I'd have to get a fishing pole, but... Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, uh, you can... Uh, Raccoon Park. Uh, you can also fish downtown, apparently. Huh, interesting. Apparently there's fish in there. I would not eat any of those fish. Who said, any of those rivers. Who, who said anything about eating it? I, I would definitely know. be catching a release for that. Yeah, but even catching those, I would be afraid that they would, something would, <laughs> I don't know, that that fish would give me something. Bear. The Allegheny River water, you know. But, yeah, no, I would, I would definitely like to, like to fish. We need to go camping again. Mm-hmm. Go smoke and go camping. Oh, yeah, that's a fun time. I was too paranoid to do that last time. We were in a campground. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to smoke. I'm paranoid. Um, two of my coworkers, they go every now and again. They'll they'll go camping in like um their blackout zones where there's no light pollution at all and, <gasps> and the stars are so bright you can actually see like the uh the actual um what is it called? Like the the ed- like the edge of the universe and everything. You can see like the the s- that gas cloud line in oh, the sky. Oh, yeah, 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 I can't remember what that's called. I can't either. I want to go out there, though. I want to go where there's no light pollution. It's been so, so long. Even, like, at my parents' house, there's still, like, pole lights and shit. But there's yeah. still, it's still pretty damn dark out there. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to add before we go to break? Um, I don't think so, no. I think we can have some other stuff we can talk about. Yeah. Coming back, so... Yeah, we definitely got more coming back. So uh, we'll be back after a quick break. and pink and purely wood pulp derived blazy susan pink rolling papers and cones will add a pop of color to your next smoke sesh 
Their classic pink papers are naturally dyed, vegan, GMO-free, and food safe. They contain no amounts of heavy metals or pesticides unlike other paper producers. Care about what goes in your lungs with Lazy Susan Papers and Cones. Use promo code BGSOTC20 at checkout to get 20% off with your friends at Smoking Out the Closet. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $50 in the United States. So good news for our one percent of listeners who listen from Germany. Um, congratulations, you guys! I know it's kind of hard. What happened was kind of a compromise, but Germany legalized cannabis. Hell yeah! Um, so I actually got, which is funny. I found this article at work, and I got the BBC version because growing up British, I know BBC is not super biased. It's like NPR. I don't. I can't say how it is nowadays. But growing up, it was like NPR. And I sent it to you from CNN. Yeah, so I'm doing the BBC version. Okay. Um, the German Parliament has backed a new law to allow recreational use of cannabis. Um, under the law, people over 18 years old in Germany will be allowed to possess substantial amounts of cannabis, but strict rules will make it difficult to bind the drug. Which sucks. That, that's kind of like the weird part in Virginia you're at right now. You can't really buy it. You can gift it, you can have it, but you can't really buy it. You just grow, you grow a shit ton of it. But yeah. the thing is, is like a lot of people aren't going to grow anything really good. Yeah. Uh, smoking cannabis in public spaces will become legal on the 1st of April. Weird day to pick Germany. Wow, okay. But you know what? Who says Germans don't have a sense of humor? <laughs> Uh, possessing up to 25 grams or equivalent to dozens of strong joints. Okay. Okay. Dozens. Dozens. I mean, actually, yeah, technically. Dozens and dozens. If they roll them, like, you rolled that one downstairs, yeah. Well, no, think about it, though. Like, two gram joints? Yeah. That's only two dozens. Yeah. Or no, that's a dozen of two gram joints. Or two dozens of one gram joints, almost. Yeah. Um... Is allowed to be in public spaces and in private homes. The legal limit is fifty grams. That's a lot of weed. Yeah, that's like okay. So twenty five grams is just under an ounce. Yeah. So two ounces of weed. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of weed. I mean, that's not as much as you're allowed in the. That's way less than what you're allowed in the medical program here in PA. Yeah. But still, that's a it's lot still for a Europe. Lot of weed. Yeah, especially for Europe. Yeah. Already, police in some parts of Germany, such as Berlin, are often turning a blind eye to smoking in public, although possession of the drug for recreational use is illegal and can be persecuted. Uh, using the drug among young people has been soaring for years despite the existing law, says Health Minister Karl Lattenbach, who is insisting in instigating the reforms. He wants to undermine the black market, protect smokers from contaminated cannabis, again, not a bad thing, and cut revenue streams for organized crime gangs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but legal cannabis cafes will not suddenly spring all over the country. A, uh, uh, a ferocious debate about decriminalizing cannabis has been raging for years in Germany, which doctors groups expressing concerns for young people and conservatives saying the liberalization will fuel drug use. After a stormy session on Friday, which is the previous Friday, three days ago as of recording, um, in Bundestag, Germany's parliament, the vote eventually passed down to by 407 yes to 226 no's. Okay, let me just put, put it to you this in perspective here. Uh, parliaments are very mixed bags of different parties and different groups and everything. Most of Europe's countries aren't operated by a two-party system like we are here in the United States. But you got 
a lot of these different groups with a lot of like imagine like you had entire thing where like the green party the socialist party the communist party the conservative party the democrat like the republican party the democratic party the bull moose party the libertarian party and like double that all in like debating and having their own groups of people that's a parliament yeah and you got over two-thirds of them to like almost two-thirds of them to agree on something that's crazy yeah wow also, this is Europe. This has got okay. So, like the Euro, Germany is part of the European Union, which is like that, like the Parliament stuff on steroids. This somehow passed where the EU is super, 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 super not cool with weed, and Germany is this like because you have Amsterdam, which is kind of saying, "Hey, we should probably stop getting this stuff out because we're." You know what? Just let the weed for the local people, all you like tourists and everything, get the fuck out of here. This is our weed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Now you're having this like uprise in Germany, which is not too far from where Amsterdam is, to be honest. Um, I mean, most of Europe is not too far, considering we've drove in what two and a half, three hours just so I can get my hormone therapy. Yeah, before. you can drive three hours and be in the same state here. Um. So now Germany's just going to become this kind of weed mecca. Yeah. In the middle of, of kind of in the middle of Europe. I'm, I'm excited for Germany. Can you imagine Oktoberfest? Oh, yeah. What do you got there, buddy? I got a weed infused bratwurst. <laughs> Ooh, that actually kind of sounds good. Weedwurst. Weedwurst. A weedwurst. A bongwurst, if you would. A bongwurst. Or brought uh, weed. Ooh. <laughs> that just makes it sound like you said you brought weed with you. <laughs> I brought weed. Uh, let's see here. Um, Lauren Brock said the current situation will no longer be tenable. The number of consumers aged between 18 and 25 has doubled in the past 10 years. After the vote, he said the law would uh, dry out the black market and fix the failed drug policy. Uh, as so often in... in Germany laws approved by MPs or I was going to say prime ministers but that says MP I don't know what the fucking MP is in Germany I'm assuming I have no idea I'm, I'm assuming it's their version of a prime minister but again most of my understanding of parliament is from England because my family history um Smoking cannabis in some areas, such as near schools or sports grounds, will still be illegal. Okay, that makes sense. You yeah. can't really do that in Europe with cigarettes anyway, so, I mean... Well, not everywhere in Europe. There's some places that doesn't really matter, but in some places in Europe, which I think Germany is one of those, if I recall correctly, you can't smoke cigarettes near schools. Um, which, good. Yeah. Uh, crucially, the market will be strictly regulated, so buying the drug will not be easy. Uh, original plans to allow licensed shops and pharmacies to sell cannabis have been scrapped over EU concerns that could lead to a surge in drug exports. Instead, non-commercial members club, dubbed cannabis social clubs, will grow and distribute a limited amount of the drug. Each club will have an upper limit of 500 members consuming cannabis on-site, will not be allowed, members... Membership will only be available to German residents. So kind of what the, kind of what Amsterdam's doing right now, in a way. But that's still good signs because like, it's good for Germans. It is really good for Germany, and I I'm really happy that they're able to get this. Now, am I a little bummed that we can't go to Germany and, and get, smoke their weed? Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, what's the chances of us going to Europe anytime soon anyway? Yeah, honestly. We broke. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, growing your own cannabis is still permitted, and they're allowed three marijuana plants per household. Hmm. Uh, that means Germany could be in a paradoxical position of allowing possession of rather large amounts of the drug while at the same time making it difficult to purchase. Regular smokers, smokers would benefit, but the occasional user will struggle, struggle to buy it. Legally and 
to buy it legally, and tourists will be excluded. Critics say this will simply fuel the black market, which, yeah, kind yeah. of. But it does kind of take a big chunk out of it, I will say. Yeah. Over the next few years, the government wants to access the impl- Im- impact of the new law and eventually introduce the license sale of cannabis. But given how torturous uh, the debate has been so far, nothing is certain. Meanwhile, op- opposition conservatives say that if they get into government next year, they will scrap the law entirely. Germany is unlikely to become Europe's new Amsterdam anytime soon. But it's, it's a start. It's a start. And you know what? I'm quite proud of you, Germany, and how you're doing so far. Kudos. Yeah, good on you. Uh, do you have another article? Yeah, let me just let me see here in my notes. Um, oh, I have this article. Um, did I find this today? This is from the twenty third. Uh, Pennsylvania. It's another one from Marijuana Moment. Uh. Pennsylvania Agricultural Secretary excited to regulate marijuana under governor's plan, saying state is, quote, really good at growing things. Yeah, duh. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. It's not like, you know, the entire middle of this state is nothing but farmland. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that at all. Uh, the Secretary of Pennsylvania's Department of Agriculture said he's excited about the possibility of his agency overseeing an adult-use marijuana market, as the governor has proposed. Uh, as he had said, the state is uniquely positioned to leverage the reform, in part because farmers are, quote, really good at growing things. <laughs> at a hearing before the House of <laughs> I can't believe he's just forward to saying this several, t- several times. We're not even a third of the way through the article. Because <laughs> we're just, quote, really good at growing things. <laughs> all right at a hearing before the house appropriations committee on thursday lawmakers pressed agricultural secretary russell redding on the plan to have his department hold regulatory regulatory control of the industry under a proposal from government josh shapiro governor not government <laughs> redding said officials are still quote very early in those conversations but we take the vote of confidence in what we have done around plant and animal and food experiences with regulation and all of that's transferable it's very few times that you can introduce a new crop so we see this as an opportunity for economic development in pennsylvania he said uh we're really good at growing things Uh, (laughs) and (laughs) three times now (laughs) three times now this is the growing of a crop all of that is transferable we think there's an opportunity for both investment in those farms and in those farm communities he added so we're excited about it and i think it's a really good moment Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. He, he's saying that growing plants were were quote really good at growing things. <laughs> yeah, and that the basics of growing like tomatoes and corn and wheat and everything that we grow here in PA is transferable to weed. You said? Did you say wheat? Wheat. Okay, yes. I heard grain weed and weed to weed i mean okay so as someone who's grown plants a lot for fun taking care of a plant is pretty basic you got to see how much water it needs you got to make sure the bugs aren't eating it you got to make sure that you know it 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 has like nutrition right but that is all specific to the plant like that is just bare bones basic you water it you make sure it has sunlight and it doesn't die well yeah but like if you do that with a weed plant it's not necessarily going to produce it's just gonna grow yeah and that's a big thing with cannabis as well is like it's a finicky plant for one two um you also can't use certain pesticides on it i think eagle 10 is the most common i think it's eagle 10 or eagle something uh is the most common pesticide used for like farmers Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because if it's ingested or you know it usually rinses off really easy, it doesn't cause any harm to the body. In high doses, you can maybe get an upset stomach. Yeah, but it's super toxic if you smoke it, like super toxic. So they can't use that on the cannabis. And but the when he says, "Oh, it's it's rare that we can introduce a new crop," I'm going, "Will you rotate crops? Are they going to rotate the same soil that they're using for your soybeans?" 
Oh, that actually would, wouldn't be a bad thing. But though. then I'm also like, if you have residuals of the crap in the earth from whenever True. you're growing your one crop and you transfer it to something that has a different ingestion method, how are you going to... Yeah, because cannabis is going to be tested in a whole different light. And that's actually what happened in California. Some of the um, vineyards thought they could just turn some of their like grape lots into mm -hmm. cannabis lots and try growing like vineyard based cannabis or whatever yeah i was gonna say martha's vineyard but that's northeast not <laughs> california but anyway yeah um but because of all the 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 like specific fertilizers that they're using and all the pesticides that they're using the cannabis that was grown there was actually failed pretty frequently um, because it had so much like metals and toxins in it just from growing in the ground. Because the ground, a lot of people forget this ground holds on to a lot. Yeah, and also when you have different crops, they use different resources out of the dirt, which is like I was talking about earlier, you have to rotate your crops. So I don't know, I have never grown weed before in my life as even a hobby. I don't know what kinds of minerals it takes out of the earth, but I'm probably going to say it's different than like soybeans are probably different mm. than wheat. And usually if you say that's what you're going to grow, say in this perfect world, we can grow them all in the same plot of land. We have to make sure that it has enough nutrients for whenever you take out the soybean for the wheat to grow. And mm -hmm. then the wheat will put different nutrients back in. And probably what was happening with the grapes is the grapes were taking out something that the cannabis needed and it was putting back in like, metallics and things and mm -hmm. its waste was like the, the earth held on to that yeah the cannabis plants couldn't use it i will say though it'll probably be advantageous to create grow facilities like indoor grow or greenhouses yes for that and just have strictly cannabis greenhouse little plots that you can use um, and they just use a lot of different compost for the ground of stuff that is washed and you used not the not the waste from your plants just to avoid getting toxins in the ground again um the problem is with pa because we have such weird winters um and this year has been kind of bad with yeah. the cold um not counting the snow the cold was really bad this year um pa definitely needs like indoor grow facilities the problem with that is they're not the best environmental thing out there. They're not the worst, though. But the whole cannabis industry as a whole across the nation, uh, I can speak, I can't speak for either of our neighbors and how their weed grows. Indoor grow is a really negative when it comes to green being green and environmentally friendly but then all the like these stupid mylar bags yeah. we can't reuse these we gotta reuse the glass jars we can't even recycle these mylars i don't think you no. can recycle the plastic some of the plastic i've seen some of the plastic containers have the recyclable symbol on the bottom now mm -hmm. and now everybody's switching to the fucking mylars you can't do anything with this you can do anything interesting with it even no. those little glass containers i could save things in i could like want to get a hold of some of the clear plastic ones because i have jumping spiders and i can make clear plastic weed containers into jumping spider enclosures <laughs> you empty them out and you poke holes in them and you get airflow in them and then bam jumping spider enclosure yeah you also made a, uh, a wax melt thing with one yeah too. i put it in my car and it was glass, and I poked holes in the lid, and my car got hot, and the wax melted, and it smelled good. But yeah. Anyway, we're real good <laughs> at growing things in Pennsylvania, and this is gonna... <laughs> it's gonna be great. Twice quoted by us, thrice quoted by the article. <laughs> um, also this month, Pennsylvania lawmakers uh, convened in another hearing on marijuana legalization issues. Focusing on the industry perspective, that was going back to the last article we talked about from everybody who was there for last week's episode. Last week's episode, the MSOs who were at the um, the state meeting at PA. Um, but yeah, that was just, I think that was neat because I had a little bit of a farming background and I was like, I'm good at growing things. Okay, we have now quoted this guy as much as the article, <laughs> if not more. Oh, goodness. Um, 
I have a little thing if you want to end on a on a little cute high note. Yeah. Um, so this was posted. Uh, I can't remember if I found this on Twitter or Instagram or what. Um, but in the midst of all the negative things going around, trans people and our rights and everything, excuse me, in the United States, I found a crumb of joy. Yeah. It's an article written by Katie Burkhold uh, three days ago called The Joy of Raising a Trans Child. Uh, not even two months into the year, 462 anti-trans bills have been introduced across the country. Six have been introduced in Georgia, four of which impact young people. House Bill 1045, which will require schools to give a notice and receive consent before providing students with sexual orientation or gender identity instruction. House Bill 836 and House Bill 939, both of which require multiple occupations occupancy restrooms and changing areas in elementary and secondary public schools to be designated for exclusive use by males or females and and senate bill 438 which would require public schools to operate separate sports teams for quote members for of each gender these stats paint a bleak picture of realities of being or raising a trans child but the truth is much more hopeful, at least according to Jennifer Slipakoff. Slipakoff uh, is raising a transgender daughter and has been for more than a decade. Her daughter, 16 years old, whom she requested remained unnamed for her safety, which I don't blame you for that. I don't either. Uh, began her transition at the age of four. Quote, her transition was very organic. It started just simply... Being in, interested in girls' clothing, girls' toys, she told Georgia Voice. We have a son who is a couple years older than my daughter, so we always had boys' toys in the house. But when we noticed that our daughter was playing with them in a very different way than our son was playing with them, she started wearing girls' clothes in kindergarten. So that's when, we, when, we socially trans, when her social transition began. We got her name legally changed, and she's just been who she's been ever since. Back when she was first transitioning around 2012, the landscape for navigating trans issues was much more different than now. Uh, Slipakoff says there weren't many re- resources to turn to, and she and her husband were simply trying their best to make sure their daughter knew she was loved. Aww. Now, I will admit, it was really hard, especially in the South, to find information at this time. And that is part of the reason when I, at the time, identified as gender fluid, I made my webcomic. My most successful webcomic ever made. And it was about my life as a trans, as a gender fluid person in college. And this is the exact reason why I did that. So other people can know that... It's not just them, that they are who they are, and someone older is paving the way for them to make things easier. It's still up online, by the way, if you ever want to read it. It's called Changeling. It's on Gender Fluid Greer on my Tumblr. It's old as crap. Are you crying? I'm not getting all misty-eyed. Nope, that's oh. not what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. I just fucking love you a lot. I love you too. Uh, quote, we wanted to make sure that we were supporting her in the best possible way and making sure she felt like she could be who she was and that we would unconditionally love her, she said. We were kind of stumbling around in the dark trying to figure out how we would manage the conversations with school, how we manage them with the family, and how we manage them with friends. And we just tried to do our best and just make sure that she felt loved and taken care of and supportive. In the early days, Lipikoff and her husband worked to educate themselves and the people around them to create a safe and positive space for their daughter, both in and out of the home. She says her daughter has a supportive school community, and the support allowed her to flourish. She's really confident, and she knows that she is fully supported, uh, Slipikoff said. However, 
being a trans young person, even when you're supported by your family and community, is not without its challenges. Uh, the problem comes with sports, Lipikoff said. The Georgia High School Association ruled last year that trans kids cannot play on the appropriate sports team which aligns with their gender. So she's been unable to play certain sports and has been really difficult. It's impacted her in a really negative way, so we're working through that. Slipikoff said she naively expected things to only get better for trans kids in a year since her daughter's transition, which you think it would have been with how things were going back in 2012, 2013. It was just kind of like a steady incline for a bit. And then I wonder what happened in like 2016 that changed that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, but with a recent onslaught of anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ laws being introduced in growing numbers across the country and state, that is unfortunately not the case. She protects her daughter as best as she can and herself by refusing to read comments on any LGBTQ news pieces, especially those concerning children. Good. Some of us, looking at myself in the mirror, most of us need to start doing that. Yeah. Stop looking at me like that, I know. Uh, let's I see hope what... everyone can hear her sticking her tongue out at me <laughs> that she just was a minute ago. <laughs> um, despite the hardships and how the far right portrays trans children, raising a trans child is not an awful or difficult experience, nor is her daughter a depressing, a depressed, struggling child. Overall, it's an over overwhelmingly joyful experience. We're a happy family, Slipkoff says. My daughter is a happy kiddo. We love her. We celebrate her. We're not doing these things in spite of who she is. We're doing these things because of exactly who she is. It's important to celebrate your kids, especially when they're choosing to show up authentically or when they're not able to show up authentically because of their safety. Mm. Slipkov's family is a testament of how life-affirming support, acceptance, and unconditional love are for trans kids and how believing and trusting in your child can set them up for success. Follow your kids' lead, she said. They know what's best for them. They really do. The world offers us so many obstacles. Why would you want to become one of them for your kids? Hmm. That is that is so that is sweet. So heartwarming. And you know, funny enough, that mom remind the mom in the story reminds me a lot of my mom. Because hmm. my mom's very much like that. Like. Don't have expectations for your kids. The only expectations is to make sure they're healthy, they're happy, and they're fed. And just be proud of them, whatever they do in life. I know my mom listens to this podcast. So hi, mom. I love you. You made me cry again. <laughs> twice. I've cried twice this episode now. Sorry. Don't be. It's fine. <laughs> Well, that's true. Like, it doesn't matter if your kids, you know, if your kid, your kid's your kid. And uh, unfortunately, not a lot of parents love them unconditionally or say they do. And then they do something that they don't, does not fit their expectations and they get mad. And that's, that's sad. That happens whether they're LGBTQ or not. And I feel like, our generations, because technically you and me are from two different generations. I am a millennial. I am right on the cusp. The same, but I'm the other way. Because so yeah, we it was it's a it's a Venn diagram with a decent bit of overlap. Yeah, because ninety six is the official cutoff for millennials. Yeah. So you're at the beginning of Gen Z. It's weird to think about. Well, that's why I'm saying I'm in the middle. I is know because ninety seven is either one way or the other. Yeah. But yeah, I do not gen identify as a Gen Z. Yeah, you're you're the weird like micro generation. Yeah, I'm like, the, uh, like I said, the millennial. I'm a millennial. Like the Gen X or millennial pocket or the exumer. Exumer. <laughs> <laughs> or boomer X or whatever. Boomix. Boomix. That um, just makes them sound a lot cooler than they actually are. <laughs> uh. 
Is there anything you want to add before we end this podcast? No, I don't think so. Or this episode. This episode. I shouldn't say this podcast. We're not ending the podcast. No, no, the no. episode. <laughs> Smoking out the closet 100 years. Smoking out the closet 100 years.com. <laughs> 100 years smoking out the closet. Um, well, once again, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Asmodeus. I use they, them pronouns. Sorry, I don't know why I was looking really hard at the micro fast, but, you know, whatever. Um, and this has been another episode of Smoking <laughs> Out the Closet. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I love it.